Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. I'm recording! What more do you want okay. from me? <laughs> Not to be a little bitch about it, that's what. Like, oh, no, it was fine, I was just asking a question. <laughs> you were trying to hope that I would step up and De do it. Decorum, again. decorum. Fuck decorum. I be careful, this could get edited really bad. Really badly. I gotta be careful how I'm doing this. Uh -huh. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Hi, <laughs> welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 249. Oh my god, we got a milestone issue uh, episode coming up next week, and big plans afoot, I've heard on the grapevine as well. As always, with me in the Good Cop, Bad Cop studios, uh, we got a couple of stars of the Viz magazine. Uh, we got Matt Slags with us and also Billy the Nish. How's it going, guys? I know Ryan has no idea what I'm talking about. You know, you <laughs> not even a little bit. I, I, I don't understand most of what you talk about. Just for that, Graham, I'm going to wear something for the entire show just to piss you off. <laughs> Is it Mickey Mouse ears? I guarantee it's Mickey oh. Mouse ears. Ryan, while he's fixing his ears, okay, not, well, hold on, hold 1990s, on. Nineteen uh, nineties WWE. No, I just, I just want to point out to our our listeners out in Radio Land. Not only are they Mickey Mouse ears, they are queer as fuck, Mickey Mouse ears, and I say that with complete respect because they are, in fact, Pride style. Mickey Mouse ears. Very nice, sir. It's Very weird nice. how Disney gets all the, all the hate in Florida for being so positive for Pride. Universal, which is like five minutes down the road, is doing the exact same thing. It's no heat at all. It's because Universal is owned by... Never mind. We're not going to get into politics no, no, in this episode. No, 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 no. Um, so anyways... Uh... Uh, well, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, 1990s. You, you didn't want to talk about how you were anymore. Yeah, that's well, that's all I'm you. saying. Yeah, 1990s. Yeah, uh, I, I am. I'm currently in 1999. I'm three years in, for the most part. Uh, I started the night after WrestleMania 12, and I recently just finished the Raw, the night after WrestleMania 15. Uh, we have the debut of a young uh, Stephanie McMahon. Um, she is being, uh, actually if, if I go and turn on my peacock right now and unpause it, it is the, uh, the raw where they, uh, crucify Stephanie and hang her above the stage. Oh. So I'm very excited for this storyline because I mean, more, more so than not, because this storyline eventually leads to the test storyline, which eventually leads to the triple H storyline, which leads to triple H and McFoley, uh, in early 2000. So I, I know we're getting good and I'm also excited for 99 because 99 is when a lot of people show up, you know, we're going to have the radicals. We're going to have the Dudleys. We're going to have Chris Jericho, um so it's a really exciting time it, it, it's unfortunate um as a uh i was a big uh wcw guy when i was growing up um you know and it's sad to know that all of these debuts come from a tumultuous wcw um but at the same time it's fun you know we talked about this last week i'm a big fan of surprises i'm a big fan of debuts i'm a big fan of these things um and getting to relive some of that is 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 nice. It's helping with my mental health. So 
thank you uh wwf in 1999 you are helping me greatly right now what about you uh dram um no we're gonna go with matt instead of dram i'm going back to the gif thing dram um matthew how are you you know you can have different words that have the same letters in but they're pronounced differently that's not true that's completely noticed no it's 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 wrong but anyways it's like root and route so you picked the wrong person anyway on this because matt actually agrees with me it's just oh i don't i I think you're you're both you're both wrong and that's fine but matthew how are you uh are you finally caught back up to england time bst i believe it is it is still currently yes um it took me a few days i'll be honest i was still hanging for like a better term during my show on sunday um but um that was it was, it was not too uh, you mean the, the show the volley the volley exactly, exactly. the volley the volley yeah. on visionaries no yeah. visionaries yeah, yes wait, um somebody said mm-hmm. and i will and i'm not going to name names here Greg. sjp um, media I'm not going to name SJP names. Media. I'm, I'm exactly. I'm not. But I'm not going to name names here, Graham. Um, who um, who may have mentioned to me at one in the morning um, last Saturday night, so Sunday morning. Um, why the fuck did you pick such a such a such a dull, boring ass game for um, to cover on the volley? It ended up being eight nil. It was the best. It was, that it was dull as hell, though, because it was you knew who was going to win. It and it was only like two at half time, wasn't it? Uh, three. Um, uh, it it was it was not boring, Graham. That's for some... <laughs> it wasn't dull. I, I think actually it was actually a test, and you failed the test because you said, "Night, gentlemen." Um, I'm muting this conversation right now, and then so I put that comment there, and then you like pretty much responded to it straight away. So you at didn't four a.m. when I woke up. Sorry. Well, I, most people when they sleep don't sleep for like two hours. Like if they go into bed, but hey. Well, I was uh, I was asleep. I woke up, and also I'm still half on, on at that time. Never mind. I'm not gonna get an argument with you because if we get an argument with you, we're gonna get an, actually gonna fall out. Liverpool game was way better. It was. It was. But it wasn't on TV. So... It, for you. For you. <clears throat> the thing is, um, who knows what's gonna change um, with a new TV deal? With they're, they're negotiating in 2028. Where mm. the Premier League and the Football League are being sold together as one package. Mm. Mm. What are you reviewing? Uh, oh, sorry, what are you watching this week on the volley? Nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, is it is it internationals this week? No, but the, we oh, are not doing it. No, we, there, there is no, because of my work schedule this weekend. Gotcha. Nothing that lines up, unfortunately. Gotcha. Gotcha. Also, um, Britain is in also in the uh, European baseball finals on Sunday as well. So you want to kind of you want to clash. I know that's a big crossover audience right there as well. Hasn't First time since nineteen eighty nine, I think I saw. Probably Graham. I can, I'll take a word for it. The baseball expert. Make sure you get good bad baseball when it comes back. Of course, next year. Um, oh, actually, I think it was two thousand eight. Actually, I think I just picked a random date. I think it was two thousand eight. I say, are you really baseball fan, Graham? Are you sure? <laughs> I, I'm not normally a fan wrong? of British. I wasn't a fan of British baseball that time because it wasn't really a thing. Jackson or no? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. Yeah. Uh, but, but to answer your question, Graham, the next thing we will be covering is probably going to be a game next Sunday, uh, which will be a small game between Arsenal and Man City. Ooh, that'll be tasty. Yeah, trying to keep Connor. Um, um... <laughs> I'm biased, it's going to be impossible. <laughs> sure, sure. 
Now, I don't need to tell you how I am because I'm not really interested in doing that. But I do want to keep the going, the theme going that you guys have been doing when you've been leading in the introduction. Matt, you did a trivia quiz the other week. Um, Ryan, you also did a trivia quiz as well. So um, I'm going to do a trivia quiz. Um, but it's actually just for you, Ryan. Matt's just going to have to listen in and just observe this one, okay? So this quiz I'm calling Legend or Not Legend, okay? I'm going to give you the name of a music band, and you have to tell me whether they are legends um, or a music not band, as okay. opposed to a merry band. Yes, of course. Marching right, band. So, so we will start with, and I don't have anything written down, so these are coming off the top of my head. Uh, let's start off with number one, uh, the Rolling Stones. So I have to decide if they're legends legendary. Or not le legends or not legends? Legends, absolutely. I'm not okay. a, I'm not a massive Stones guy, but the what they've done for music and what they've done with their career, absolutely in the legend status. Oh boy, this quiz could go on a lot longer than I thought. I didn't realize Ryan was going to tell me his personal opinion on each one. Um, one I had on my mind, I might not mention now. That, uh, I'll get it out of the way right now then. All right, number two, Metallica. Legend. Yeah, I was going to say, oh no, he's going to leave it at that. Okay, I know. This. No, no, you, I, I mean, I, I will I will continue. You know, no. nobody, three. nobody brought metal to the mainstream like Metallica did. All right. Period. Uh, number three, uh, Taylor Swift. I'm I'm going to say not legend. Here's the reason why she ha she hasn't hit that point yet. She's what twenty eight. No, you know, thirty two. Okay. Is she really thirty two? She's over thirty. I know for sure. I I, I don't. Oh, she... actually, she might be thirty three. Isn't that album nineteen eighty nine? Isn't that her birth year? Oh yeah, that that makes sense. I and 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 again, this is not a like. Oh, I don't like Taylor Swift, so she's not a legend. This is more of a. She's just not quite there yet. Oh. She will be hundred oh. percent. She will be. That that was actually the most difficult part of this quiz. Trying to figure somebody who was kind of right on that borderline, who possibly will be if we were to have this conversation in a few years' time, but he's not quite there yet. Number four, Bruce Springsteen. Yep, I, I give him legend uh, mainly for the fact that, and I don't know when he joined the band, but uh, Max Weinberg. No, Max Weinberg is uh, his drummer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'm a big Max Weinberg fan. Um, I think he's one of the greatest drummers of all time. And, mm -hmm. you know, that means that Bruce Springsteen had the legend status enough to surround himself with talented musicians. Mm hmm. All right, number five, uh, Aerosmith. We're near the end, Matt, I promise. Um, I'm going to say also Legend. Um, they are definitely the most well-known Boston-based uh, rock band. And the fact that I feel like, regardless of record sales, once you get a residency in Las Vegas that pretty much says you've reached legend status because you get to just play one venue and hang out and make money. Now, I didn't actually know they were from Boston. That's kind of unfortunate. That was just, I was trying to think of somebody who's definitely Hall of Fame worthy, but you don't instantly think of them like it's probably one of the best few bands ever. Now, I kind of figured, I've been watching Matt's facial expressions. I did kind of hint on the post that um, Matt had a lot to answer for in this uh, in the introduction. All right, um, the last question, then, number six, uh, Busted. Busted. Mm -hmm. I'm not even familiar with them. Oh, so would that be legends then or not legends? I mean, I feel like I've got my finger on the pulse of music, even genres I don't listen to. 
and mm-hmm. I've never heard of them or that person. So now, now I I need to know more. Uh, abstain. All right, shall we I, explain I don't why that was questions? The, the whole lead up was just to that. I had a conversation with Matthew. This week is now giving me the middle finger. And um, I got into trouble for laughing at a social media post. Uh, I laughed at one from a certain uh, Matthew Lewis and uh, one from a certain Chris Lewis as well. And um, yeah. Um, So anyway, basically the comment from Matt was, and this really annoyed me for at least 24 hours. um, It annoyed you? Really? You try to compare Busted, which was a concert. I was not I comparing. Tell you who Busted is in a second. Uh, he tried to compare them to Bruce Springsteen. I was like, what? I was like, that's definitely not the same legend status. So yeah, it bugged me for about twenty four hours. I also thought, what a moron as well. But um, right, yeah, do you want to enlighten us who Busted is? Right. Okay. Now you said that. Four that was things. the concert, by the way. Sorry. Okay. Five things then. Okay. Five things. Right. One. Taylor Swift is not a band. Okay, for one. <laughs> okay, musical performers. Then you did not say is it bad. I did not say that. Okay. Okay. You're right. I did not Two. say that. Okay, I did not compare Bruce Springsteen to Busted. I said this is for me as big as Springsteen is for you. That's the difference. Okay. Thirdly, they are a they are a punk pop band from the UK, Ryan, who are just having their twentieth anniversary and have the biggest sold-out tour in the whole of the UK this year, more than any other band or act in the entire UK. Ooh. They had to add extra dates as well, which is what we had to get a ticket for. And the concert was amazing, Graham. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed And it. one of the lead singers... One, well, lead singers one of the it's three members... Matt Lewis. It's called Matt Willis. Willis, darn it. I knew it was named after you, but I forgot you did the name change. What are you about? I'm, I'm older than him. Mm-hmm. It, it was confusing before though because people would say Matt Willis and they'd be like which one? Like the guy who microwaves things and uh, makes soups with mallets or the music so uh, I just need to say that I do not agree with them being classified as pop punk um, even though it even says that on their Spotify I would definitely put them more in the alt rock but um, oh, I mean, stuff, definitely not mate yeah, they're 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 not a, uh, they're not a they're not egregious. They're not bad. They're not, but they're not legends either. If somebody was interested, well, in well, hold on, hold example, on. What what would be their go to tracks that you would recommend, Matt? Hold on, Matt. Before out. you answer that, yes. Matt. Before you answer that, Graham, I will say that legend status does have different levels, and if they are a legendary uk band who's been going strong for 20 years that could potentially put them in that status now in your defense that is obviously not bruce springsteen that is a global legend that is everyone like i bet you could go to japan and like grab a 16 year old japanese schoolgirl and be like bruce springsteen and she'd be like do that. all right i know don't who that, do that is please don't do that okay grab I, as i will make that mistake twice get their attention not Matthew, Matthew, no. The chorus. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. Because, like, you know, there are, like, you know, using wrestling. This is a wrestling podcast. Um, Using someone like JT oh, yeah. Dunn. JT Dunn is a New England 
legend, you know, or, or actually, you know, I'm not going to use JT Dunn. I'm going to use someone who has that like 20 year career. Brian Fury. Brian Fury was a New England independent legend. Is he a legend? No, but around here he is. That's why you, you know? said New England at the start. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, it needed to be. It needed to be brought up. It was. Uh, it was something that was weighing heavily on my conscience this week. So rather than just saying how are you this week, hey, it was weighing on my conscience that Matt thinks that Bruce Springsteen is on the same level as Bruce Buster. Um, it, it needed mentioning, but I thought it would. I thought I'd keep the quiz thing going. I thought it was kind of fun. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, do you want to talk any good cop moments at all? As we, as like you said, we are a wrestling podcast. Well, so... if I could actually finish, if I could answer a question you asked me to answer. Oh yeah, of course. Brian. Give me something to. Uh, sorry, give the other people things to. There check are... out. For me, there's three go-to songs for them. One of okay. which the one of which the Jonas Brothers covered. Um, but hey, Jonas Brothers, they popped the gram. Um, they covered it. Doesn't and they, mean they're good. That, that's year three thousand. Um, there is another one which I personally love from the second album called "Who's David," um, which is really good personally. And another one which was, and at the concert, Chris took video of it. Um, they actually talked as about to perform a song they were told to come and do the, the 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 main the hit song for a big blockbuster movie in 2004 and it was meant to be this big blockbuster you know the song was great and it got number one in the uk it was fantastic UK, it was number one for three or four weeks in the uk which back in 04 was difficult um and the movie just sucked Movie sucked. It was terrible. Uh, it must that... have been Godfather Three. No, it was Thunderbirds. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot they made that. Jonathan Frakes, um, better known as William Riker, of course. Yeah, well, directed it. Hmm. It was terrible. Yeah, it's not always the director's fault. Sometimes you just have a shitty script and need to make a quick million. <laughs> it, well, uh, Ben Kingsley um, was the hood. Um, Vanessa Hudgens of High School Musical fame, before High School Musical as well, played Tintin. Uh, there were some big names in the film. Um, um, oh, um, um, Bill Paxton there were, played Tintin. in the Thunderbirds? There were big names yeah. in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Doesn't hold, mean it was a great film. <laughs> hold on. Tintin Carano, Graham. Yes, the girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Okay. Well, that's actually why, Graham, as I, as I discussed with your son back in 2009 and 2018, when you were in Clacton, I discussed with Mason about the show, uh, the, 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 the animated show. That's why they had to call her K.O., not Tintin, because the adventures of Tintin, the comic book, you know, Snowy the Dog and all that lot, actually claimed the copyright of the name Tintin, so they couldn't actually use it anymore in Thunderbirds going forward. And that's a good time to move on from this onto wrestling talk. Well, I think. Real quick, I just want to answer your question. Who's David? It's clearly David Tennant. So I'm just throwing that out there. Mm, listen to the song, you'll see what I mean. Trust me, I'll, I'll link you later on, Ryan. Link later on. Good! Bad! We did happen to talk over the weekend about my, my extensive iTunes uh, library and the fact that I have a uh, 62 days worth of comedy, I think it was, which Matt thinks was four months, which I thought was hilarious. You had to sleep is um, why. But... You had to sleep is why. <laughs> you know, that's not how it works at all. Um, I just days work. to see how many uh, hours worth of uh, Busted I actually had on my... Uh, None, I'm guessing. It, well, it was zero. I couldn't think of any off the top of my head, but I checked because sometimes it'll be... I have... It, unfortunately, it's. I have their second album to hand. I have the the live album to hand as well. Mm -hmm. 
What, what is that item you have there? That's a, a rarity right there. It's is called that, a compact uh, is that disc. One of those, man. Uh, is that one of those LPs that I've been hearing uh, my grandparents talk about? Is that what that one is? <laughs> For context, Graham, as well, when they were on tour, they were being supported by McFly. Jesus. Who now are probably bigger? Well, that would fit in with those, I guess. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Please take us away from Busted. What have you got as your main good cop moment? You're board up, kid. Um, <clears throat> decorum, decorum, gentlemen. Um, my main good cop moment, uh, right now is is it's gonna sound weird because you all know uh, my feelings on it. Um, it is uh, Miss Cargill uh, signing with WWE. Mm. Um, I'm not a huge Jade Cargill fan, just not my not my style of wrestler. But it's really interesting how in WWE is going with her. Um, it's been a long time since they've done a breaking news. This person has signed. And then they just went on a media blitz of like, look, Jade Cargill works here. And I just, I, I don't remember the last time they really made that big of a deal about signing someone. And that's exciting. Just like we talked about last week, you know, we're getting to that point again where anything could happen. Um, and the, there is a good cop B because it kind of fits into the same uh, motif but the uh the vignette that nxt released of someone sitting down to watch tv turning on the tv and having bengals football and then clips from wcw saturday night it has to be brian pillman jr there is no other person it could be because brian pillman played for the bengals and also wrestled on wcw saturday night and I haven't seen him on AEW in months, so I got to assume that Brian Pillman Jr. has signed with WWE, and that's crazy to me. Like, that's, it's it's so exciting now because people can show up wherever now, um, and I just think that's absolutely fantastic for the business, and I think it's absolutely fantastic for us as fans to be able to, you know, see new matchups and see, you know, new stars built um yeah it's just it's just really exciting i'm i'm excited for you know even like i said not a huge jade fan but the storylines you know especially with what becky's doing with the nxt women's championship right now kind of doing this open challenge of giving you know opportunities to people who've never had an opportunity it's, you know it's a perfect 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 way to bring jade in against a top star in the company and show her off so, you know, it's it's good. It, this is a good cop moment. Regardless of how I feel about her, regardless if I like her or not, it's good. It's good for the business. Now, I think I asked you guys off air, do you think she'll go straight to the main roster then? Because I assumed that she would just go straight to the performance center. Like, the, with it, there's very few people that get straight up. Cody was different because he'd already been on the main roster. So Edge he was a returning main roster person. But in general, people like that, particularly the younger people, obviously Edge when he returns well, main roster as well. But when it's somebody who's not been with WWE before, normally they go straight to the, um, so uh, straight to the performance th center. This is actually a conversation I have a lot. Um, there's got to be a line. Like and, and obviously the easiest thing to do is use WWE and AEW. There's got to be a line of where do you fall on the roster 
to be someone who signs and goes to NXT as opposed to someone who signs and goes straight to the main roster. So someone like Jade, I'm not sure, but then think about it like, you know, in a, in the hypothetical, if it was ever like an MJF or a Kenny Omega or the young bucks or something, they're going main roster. They are not going to NXT. They're a big enough name. You know, if Kenny Omega had signed with WWE, um, earlier this year when his contract was up he he would have he would have been on main roster day one uh, there's sure. no there's no question about it but like where's that line you know mm-hmm. we look at someone like you know just like we talked about like brian pillman jr he was a mid carter you know he was a low mid carter in, in AEW. yeah okay it makes sense that he would go to nxt um you know hangman hangman's the one that i always say he could go either way is hangman main roster day one or is he top of the card nxt day one it'd be one or the other but it's like i don't know because you know kenny omega has kind of an international name to him and he's always he's been the top of the card for a long time hangman you know your casual wwe fan is going to know who kenny omega is they're probably not going to know who Hangman is. So it's like, okay, he could go either way. So I just think it's really interesting. And it's always something I think about, um, especially now, you know, now that people are starting to move between the companies, uh, contracts are coming up. Um, it's it's a really interesting, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's weird. I have no idea what Jade is doing. Um, I kind of feel like they're pushing towards an NXT run for her, but I think she'll be main roster by, you know, beginning of the year. I think it's easier for Kenny because he was PWI rated number one, like back to back years. Um, I don't remember exactly. That's a little easier, but yeah, Hangman Page, I think that's a great example of where it it would be in exactly one of those two positions you said for sure. Matt, thoughts? I have thoughts. Yes. Do you want to share those thoughts or just read them telepathically? You could post them on Twitter, I, I guess. Let's let's try this mind melgram, see if you can figure it out. No, nah, that is n- decorum, sir. <laughs> decorum works beautifully on an audio podcast. Yes, well, well, um, well, everyone out there probably can read my thoughts. Jade Cargill. Megan, oh, hold on, hold on. Finn Balor's abs. Am I getting? Oh no, sorry, lines are getting crossed. Jade Cargill is being made a big deal of. I don't know why. I I don't either. Now, actually, while you were talking, Ryan, I'm going to apologize. I actually went off task and I wanted to look up. There is a lot of people who are predominantly WWE fans who do not like AEW or it's not their favorite thing. And I don't think they were particularly thought anything of jade cargill's run at all um they were so my first people i looked up were chat grapple cheap pops uh just to see what they actually put because i'm actually thinking i'm going to be interested to see what those people are saying now actually so you said that all along that jade cargill was not good um not particularly a talented wrestler or not getting the right build or, or whatever now she's coming to wwe are you suddenly pushing for that are you going to say that's a good thing um i did see one tweet that they actually posted that was kind of interesting i have to admit i did not see this and i have not been on social media much this week um it was from 
Uh, I think it's a direct quote from Jade Cargill um, asking why she signed with WWE. Um, the leadership. I mean, Paul, Bruce, Dan, Nick, you can't get any better than that. And I'm the first signing under the TKO umbrella. I mean, there's so many different things. What else can you go to to get the best quality training? Nowhere else. The PC here is one of one. There's nothing else like it. The machine is behind you. The platform, just the overall history, the legacy. I'm creating a household name. I can go on. And I mean, why not? The question more so is why not? Um, I didn't see that quote, but I thought it was um, kind of interesting. Um, but she's well, talking about the performance center there, which does make me think perhaps she is talking NXT. Perhaps NXT is the one that's being discussed. Uh, yeah, I'm everyone, misinterpreting that. everyone goes to the performance. I mean, the performance center, you got to think most of the people, most of the wrestlers for WWE live in that area because it is a state of the art facility with multiple wrestling rings and not just wrestling rings, the rings that they perform in. Every, you know every time they go out there because wwe rings are different than normal rings that you would find an independent show or an aew you I'm know they're 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 custom made for wwe so you know it makes sense that they they need her to get used to that they need to get used to the size they need to get used to the ropes they need to get used to a lot of things so you know it it, it makes perfect perfect sense um you know, when it comes to like, you know, like you were saying, um, uh, you know, our WWE fans who didn't like her in AEW all of a sudden gonna be like, yay, Jade. Sure. I mean, you're going to find that kind of tribalism on either side of the coin. Um, but like for me, sometimes a particular performer works better in a particular company than it does the other. Um, I'm going to use the example of Cody. I have been very critical about Cody's AEW run. I did not care for it at all. Um, I liked Cody in WWE before. I liked I liked those weird characters he was doing. I liked dashing Cody Rhodes. I I, I really dug that. I loved his mid card. I, I yeah. I was even, I was even a fan of Stardust. You know, like I thought Stardust was fun. Um, even though he was in that program with that fucking scab Stephen Amell, but you know, whatever. Um, Cody fits main event Cody, the the superstar Cody, the white bread baby face, USA, let's go team, legacy uh wrestler Cody Rhodes works better in WWE. You can even see it on his face. You can see how much fun he's having being that top baby face. It just works better. Maybe that'll be the same for Jade. I don't know. Um, like I said, I was not a fan of her in AEW. I don't know if that was her. I don't know if that was her booking. I, I really don't know. Time will tell. I hope I like her better in WWE. Um, there are wrestlers who were in WWE that I like better in AEW. You know, it, it, everyone has a certain place that they fit in. There's, you know, it's just like that little thing you, you probably gave Jackson when he was a baby where it's got the different shapes and you got to try to put the right shape inside the hole. Some people just don't fit in that particular spot. You know, I'm, um, I'm looking for that video now of the woman who loses her mind because they keep putting everything, every shape in the same in square hole. <laughs> oh matthew um yeah no That's i classic. it's yeah it's 
you know, like, uh, you know, I often, you know, a lot of people theory craft of what happens if MJF signs with WWE. MJF not might not fit in with WWE. Um, I still stand by that. Um, Matthew's least favorite uh, wrestler, or one of his least favorite wrestlers, Mister uh, Philip Brooks, uh, works better in WWE because he needs that corporate atmosphere. When he's left to his own devices, he is a detriment to himself, and he is a detriment to the locker room. If he is in, if he's say he's working WWE similar to how Brock Lesnar did, he shows up, he does his job, he leaves. Much better, much better place for CM Punk. He is not a locker room leader. He never has been. He never will be. He is very much, a, you know, an individual. And I think that he works better in WWE and I hope that he gets that one last run so he can leave on good terms, get his hall of fame and then retire quietly. Honestly, I want CM Punk in WWE because that means we have a chance to get AJ Lee back. (laughs) Matt, would I be right in thinking that Ryan stole your bad cop moment in the good cop moment section? No. Oh, okay. You kind of had that face that suggested that it might be true. No, I would have liked to have actually finished my point. That all. <laughs> <laughs> you basically said you had nothing to say. You're like, do you have an opinion? No. Yes. I have opinions. That was it. You I literally, I, you I literally said, ended your conversation. I, did, I, said, I have opinions. And I said, like, oh, I don't get what people yeah. think about Jay Carter. And I'm about to explain why I'm feeling that way. <laughs> Well, that's why I was wondering if it was because you had opinions that they were bad cop moments, but you didn't want to talk about it in good cop. I see a lot of people saying that the first thing you're going to do is get into a rivalry with Bianca Belair because they're exactly the same character. I'm thinking like... No. Jade Cargill has signed his multi-year deal. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture who she could go up against... Nia Jax, you know, two botches together, that'd be fine. That'll do. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I think I just I think I might just mute myself for Ryan there, sorry. Decorum. It was it was worth the wait. <laughs> no, it's gonna uh, be Charlotte. Come on, Matt, move it on then. What you got for your main good cut moment? Konnichiwa, Graham son. Mm. That's what I want to do. I want to talk Japan. Okay. Because they've announced the company have entered into a new broadcasting rights agreement with Abima. Which is um, a free ad-supported streaming platform in Japan. The the agreement will see WWE Raw and SmackDown broadcast for free in the country with Japanese commentary on the shows for the first time. In addition... Premium live events will also be available to watch on the platform, and NXT will be available to watch on demand as part of the agreement. And the deal begins with Raw starting tomorrow as you're listening to this, which is good, obviously. And um, I know what I now know. I've got a feeling that Seth losing that championship at payback. Hmm. 
I just want to, as it didn't get mentioned, I forgot to mention this last week. Our show was running a little long anyway, so I didn't want to go with um, The last time you made a prediction on the show, you actually made it on two separate occasions. And um, yeah, you didn't mention it after September 11th at all. So um, I just want to remind you your prediction that, um, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I want to come to that in, in speed check, so. Oh, okay. All right, all right. But, um, it hadn't gone unnoticed that you'd no, mentioned it twice. No, but this is... But this it would not be surprising at all if Nakamura ended up winning the World Championship, given they've just got a new rights deal in Japan. It would not be a bad be about yeah. it. Also, as part of this, the great Muta, newly inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, of course, is an ambassador role and is basically plugging the shit out of this. Mm. Smart move. Seth mentioned the fact that he's injured as well, so he he needs time off at some point. So he he's just starting to that'd be great. Together. Mm. Ryan, do you think Shink could win the championship? At Fastlane? Mm. Yeah, no, I uh, <clears throat> I think it's the right time for him too because they finally found their groove with him they realized that the reason people loved him was because of the character he portrayed in Japan. And when they brought him over, they let him run that character in NXT. But then they slowly started transitioning his character to a more Americanized character. And now this current heel run is very much classic Shinsuke. And it's working. It's working so well. Um, and I agree, you know, I mean, especially look at Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels worked through a back injury. Shawn Michaels lost a long chunk of his career because of working through a back injury. Seth does need to take time off, especially because Seth has a pre-toddler I don't know what the in-between newborn and toddler is, but, you know... Baby. Sure. Baby. That's a weird word. Anyways. Child. Um, infant. Infant. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, Great. And, you know, like, he needs... You know, he needs to make sure that he's going to be okay. And a back injury, you know, as... I am not in the rough and tumble lifestyle of a professional wrestler, but I suffer from neck and back injuries. They don't go away. You need to take care of them. So I, I really hope that he, I hope, my hope is that he's taking time off, but also next Saturday at Fastlane, he is going to go balls to the wall in his match with Shinsuke. Ha 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 ha. Graham, Graham's being a dick, but it's cool. Mm. Mm. But yeah, um, I think it's great news for Japan, obviously. It's also, some people online may be saying this is direct retaliation for what apparently Tony Khan is doing at the moment, allegedly. Which is buying New Japan. He is? Allegedly. Allegedly, he didn't talk to purchase New Japan Pro Wrestling. Any numbers being floated around just out of interest? I I saw a, few, I saw a couple of dirt sheets today, so I'm not putting really a lot of stock in it. But usually there's no smoke without fire, obviously, mm -hmm. these sorts of things. Um, 
I think, given the, the agreement they've already got in place. I mean, if, if Tony Khan pushes enough cash up to someone's um, up to someone's door, they'll say yes. Because, let's face it, everyone's got a price, as Ted DiBiase used to say. And, I I mean, Tony Khan loves wrestling, we know this. It's not a Tony Khan loves the business, we get that. And, you know, I have no problem with that. But, you'll be spreading yourself even thinner, Tony. You need to start employing some people to work under you. I don't mean your vice presidents who are, vi who are actually in the fucking ring as well. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Um, mine is kind of a return visit to something I had mentioned on a previous show. Uh, but there's an update to this, so I need to mention it. I don't know why you're hanging your head already. You like you it's almost like this is this is something that you will like, Matt. I actually even tagged you in the post on this on Facebook. So the fact that VCW is uh, making their debut show in uh, Northern Virginia, uh, November eleventh. Um, we knew that Logan was going to be there. We knew it was going to be Logan's last show. Um, they announced that they were going to bring in AEW talent to this. Um, Nyla Rose is going to be there. And last night at the time of recording, there was announced there was another big AEW star going to come in uh, who was well-known in this area. Of course, a lot of speculation again. Uh, turned out that Wheeler Utah, one of your favorite people, uh, Matt, uh, Wheeler Utah is going to be appearing at that show. And although an atheist, I was holding prayers last night. Please make it Logan versus Wheeler. Please make it Logan versus Wheeler. It has been announced that Logan Easton LaRoe's last show will be uh, Logan Easton LaRoe versus uh, Wheeler Utah. Now, originally, when I saw the post, I thought it was Logan's last show in Virginia. It sounds like this is Logan's last ever wrestling match. Now, the reason this is featuring in my good cop moment is obviously that in itself is pretty awesome as far as I'm concerned. Those front row seats I snapped up last week looking even better right now. But the Facebook post, I got to see some people who I haven't seen, haven't talked to in a long time. Basically, people who used to go to Nova Pro. And they're mentioning the fact that, yes, we're going to be there. We can't wait to see it. Looks like even the gated community might be even making a possible return as well. So it, it kind of feels like I know Nova Pro finished on the bad circumstances, but there was a lot of fans there who we used to see on a regular basis who were good people. Uh, it was always a fun place to go to. And it sounds like those people are going to be back together again uh, for one last hurrah for Logan. And um, I'm excited to see it. Matt, I know, I know, he's showing me the picture. I know, it's one of your favorite pictures. I know, and mine, mine that's actually a good picture. You, that, that was one of my few good pictures at WrestleMania. And shit. But the fact that, oh, you could absolutely share that one. That one's fine. But no, I know that um, at Wheeler, Utah, for me, it was like the third show that I went to at Nova Pro. So the first one, it was Sanjay Dutt, the Ugly Ducklings. They were the people that got my attention. And Logan was main eventing that first show as well. And then the second event, DJ Z was there. My gosh, at the time, it was like, I know he's good because he's on Impact. What a job he's doing right now on WWE as well. Like, he's appearing regularly on that show as well. Uh, and obviously not as DJ Z. I don't know what his character name is right now. Help Joaquin me out. Joaquin Wilde. Thank you. Could I was blanking, couldn't remember. And then the third show I went to, it was a debuting Wheeler Utah, and instantly it was like, oh my god, this kid's phenomenal. And um, yeah, it's somebody we saw, and it was certainly a highlight of our WrestleMania trip as well, Matt, just for that goofy uh, dodgeball match. But yeah, great. To, I'm really looking forward now, even more the fact that wrestling in Northern Virginia, but getting to uh, meet up with and see familiar faces um, for for Logan's last hurrah. 
Do you want to see a picture of you and Bruce and Bryce Remsburg, Graham, or not? No. No, thank you. Do you want to, Ryan? My God, you that, that yes. photo is supposed to have been deleted. That I'm not. I'm just going to show you that one instead. Oh, you with Logan. Nice picture. Nice picture. Handsome fellow, isn't he? And Logan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, thank you, Graham. Thank you. What yeah. you yeah. Well, it was obvious what you were going for, so I'll uh, I'll appease you on this case. All right, Ryan. Um, it's supposed to be ninety seconds, but you're uh, you're not going to follow rules anyway. So go ahead, talk for whatever you want to talk about for an inordinate amount of time. Um. So first, Chris Van Vliet. Man, is he on a streak right now? Yep. Like. We're not talking indie wrestlers anymore, and we're not talking 15-minute conversations at press events. We are talking sit-down, full interviews with current top stars, legends, and for, you know, love them or hate them, but getting Hogan to do a full interview, that's big. That's huge. Um, I just watched his uh, both uh, the RVD interview and the Becky Lynch interview. He just did Becky was great, and they were really, really like it's just damn. Like I remember just not not that long ago, he was kind of. I mean, he was, you know, he worked in the entertainment business, but when it came to like the Twitterverse and his interviews and stuff, he was practically on the same level as we are and he's done so much to build his brand his career and that's awesome it's really really cool to see uh someone kind of break through that barrier um you know uh the the other the other good cop i'll, I'll just kind of say generally like wrestling tv wrestling is in a good place right now I haven't really watched much where I'm kind of like, eh, it's okay. You know, I've been pretty happy um, with everything I've watched. And uh, I think my my main speed check good cop would be I'm settling in this weekend for three straight days of wrestling. We have um, tonight, Friday, we have SmackDown. Tomorrow, we have NXT No Mercy. And Sunday, we have WrestleDream. Mm-hmm. So, you know, solid, solid three days of wrestling. Next week we have Fastlane. You know, so it's a good time. Good time to be a wrestling fan. I heard there's uh, some good stuff on Netflix. In fact, I think you even recommended it to us. Yeah. Hmm. I was waiting for you to bring it up. You didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I, didn't... I was going to mention it later. But I didn't think you were In my mind, crime. I'm like, I cannot wait until the next section to do that. I didn't think you were going to watch it, Graham. Why? Why would you not think that? Because it's completely my sort of thing, and I didn't think you'd like it at all. Wrestling documentaries? No! Paramount's Comic Feud debut today, Graham. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus Christ, Matthew. <laughs> when he said, I'm watching rest, and I was like, oh, please say wrestlers, but no, no. Can we, I, like, I, I just want to actually bring something up. Um... The so so Matt, I will explain this to you. The original blue Power Ranger Cranston, from yeah. the uh, like nineteen ninety three. David Yost, yeah, yeah. Gale is Oakland. 
rejoining this new Power Rangers. Yes. And as much as that's cool, like, I think that's awesome. You know, as uh, I was a fan of Ra- the Rangers when I was a kid. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I still could watch it and not be, you know, egregiously offended by it. It's, you know, it's yeah. good. Um, but when you as an actor are going back to a near 30 year old role, uh, sometimes I feel a little sad just because it's the last series. The last series until they decide to milk no, no, no. it for more money. No, no, they are rebooting it, but a completely new um, timeline. Well, they should. They should have. They had the opportunity to do that with the movie, and they completely dropped the ball. On yeah, that. well, that Hasbro didn't own it then, all right? So I say the, the smartest thing to do when you're rebooting a childhood, you know, favorite. For, for a lot of people, you need to reboot it in a slightly more mature way. It is bring... mature way. Spoilers for people. I'm not going to say anything because there's a spoiler for people who may not have watched it yet. Okay. But the first, I think the first half of the series already today. Okay. And it is the most mature series I've ever seen. So now clearly I couldn't know that because I have not seen it. Thank you, decorum, decorum. But the 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 way I was going to describe it would be: I hope that they do it in the same way that like Doctor Who did it, where the original was very much an edutainment style show, and then they rebooted it, quote unquote, in two thousand five with a more serialized, darker tone. And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, I love the 80s stuff. Um, you know, I, I I like the older Doctor Who, but you go back and you watch like the originals, like the 60s, they don't hold up in any way, shape or form. Ooh, I, I still I still like the nostalgia, dude. They're, they're No, no, I, I trust me. I love, especially like when you go back and watch the old ones, like the old like Cybermen, where it's just clearly a guy in a cardboard box. Yeah, like yeah. it's hysterical. But, but but it's but it's but it's, it's charming, isn't it? It's charming. And yeah, but but it's you, amazing what they did on a, such a small budget. But even like you know, going towards like the end of the old one compared to the beginning of the new one, and you look at someone like Tom Baker compared to someone like you know Chris Eccleston, and it's like polar opposites for what the Doctor is. <laughs> you know, it's just one's still kind of a children's show, and the other one's more of an adult-oriented show. Compared um, to Torchwood, no, it's not. <laughs> huh? Compared to Torchwood, no, it's not. Oh, gee. I actually stopped watching Torchwood because I was honestly kind of like, uh, what is happening? And, and honestly, I don't sex. mind. A lot of sex. And, and that I don't have a problem with. But in like the second episode, they're talking about someone getting like raped and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they, they what did, is happening? They did not hold back. <laughs> Written by the same guy, by the way. <laughs> like, I was so... Like and it's a good show, but I'm just like, what am I getting into? I like not all, yeah. not all so it's much like there is when you peel back the curtain in wrestling sometimes, Ryan. Um, there's a lot of dark shit in aliens, obviously. Apparently, and also John Barrowman's dick is apparently everywhere. Yeah, well, that's something that maybe should be discussed in a court of law. Anyways, moving on. The quorum. The quorum. Matt, what have you got for your 90 seconds? Okay, well, 
I have to be. I'm flying by my seat, my pants a little bit because I actually didn't have a great. Are you actually wearing pants? I am wearing pants. Ooh, we're getting fancy, Matt. I know, right? I know it's fantastic. Um, and I wanted to um to comment on Vince Russo. Bro, come on, bro. Now, now, notice, notice the section that I'm putting this in. This is weird, bro. This is good, cop. Because I'm watching Vince Russo have a fucking meltdown. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was full of schadenfreude, which is the best, was one of the best terms I've ever used on a podcast, ever. Of course, because of course, for those who don't speak German, of course, uh, it means to, to take um, joy in the misery of others. Um, which, of course, is exactly what I love seeing when Vince Russo said, and I'm quoting here when he was on Butter. So you're channeling your inner bad cop on a good cop moment. I'm channeling my inner Martin Kelton is what I'm doing, Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Though he's a controversial figure, according to this article, Vince Russo um, says, Cody Rhodes is not over. I'm like, what? Huh? Yeah, apparently he's not over because if if he was over, I'd watch him because he's not over the casual fan because that was like, like he actually said a few weeks ago. I know it's a fact because Ryan said this on this show on this show. Vin Russo hates wrestling. Yeah, that's a direct quote from Russo. He hates wrestling. He refuses to watch it. So what he's saying is fucking pointless so I was, just, I was like i was like got some i literally like leaned back in my chair took a swig of me drink and like oh just keep burying yourself under a mountain of shit i mean busted open radio is not the most credible place to go on and get yourself noticed but he clearly is a payday because no one's hiring the fucker so um so yeah to, to quote him directly i'm gonna quote him they're doing nothing with this guy outside of having him go out each week and saying farmingville new york what do you want to talk about Cody doesn't write the show if they've done nothing with him. He has feuded with the biggest stars in the company since he's back. Seth, Roman. Um, granted, he worked with Dominic Mysterio, but he's working with the biggest faction Judgment Day at the time. He was working with them. So he's, he's still main event every single week. Doesn't matter who he works with, he's turning shit into gold, like a better term. And... You know Trips has got better stuff from than for what he's working with right now down the line. It's still pretty good what he's working with now. Vince Russo, get in the bin. Maybe laugh at you because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I would rather listen to a nine-year-old give stats about baseball. And that's saying something. <laughs> Graham? Um, just a couple of quick things. I think the first one's probably going to surprise you. Um, I'm actually enjoying Nia Jax. I, I really like how And we're done for this week. We'll see you next week, guys. Back to- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd be saying this either. Um, but yeah, bringing her for an interview with Michael Cole in the ring. I, 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 yeah, basically it's just going, I destroyed this person. I destroyed this person. I destroyed... That's it. That's all you need to say. You don't, you don't do anything else. I don't want to talk to you about anything. I just want to... I'm destroying this that, That's the way to go. The only thing I'm a little... I don't know if surprise is right. I'm surprised in their billing her as like the baddest. They use that word specifically. To me, I'm associating that word um, with Ronda Rousey. So I, I was kind of surprised they chose that word. I thought they might choose a different word. I know Ronda Rousey's not wrestling right now, so it's 
kind of academic. Um, but no, I'm, I'm actually perfectly okay with how they're building it. Um, we'll see how many people they her, she squashes, um, literally and figuratively. And um, yeah, I, I'm not sure quite where it's going right now. But yeah, I don't I, think she needs to say anything. I think she just needs to keep going in there, beating the hell out of people. And yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. But how they've brought her back, I think, is actually the right way so far. They haven't tried to do anything too clever with her, play to her strengths, keep her matches to a minimum. I know you mentioned the botches earlier, Matt, and you mentioned multiple ones of them. Um, I think it was just last week. Right now, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Quick squashes. Move on. Build her as that dominant force. Because right now, there isn't really anybody who fits that role. On the male side, you always have characters like that who are bigger than life, can squash people, literally. And um, there isn't really anyone the equivalent on the female side. So I think it's good to fill that kind of uh, that role. And yeah, I, I like what she's doing so far. And the other one was um, uh, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee's debut on uh, Raw this week. Um, I thought the match with Ray, uh, Ray, sorry, with Dominic Mysterio, um, I thought was really good. And I think it was Wade Barrett said it. I want to see more of Dragon Lee. And I, I agree. I definitely want to see more of Dragon Lee as well. So I'm sorry. I need to shit on Graham for a second, Matt, if you'll allow me the time. I will, I will, I will, I will, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I, I thought this might be a contentious cop moment. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even attack your bad take. I'm just gonna attack your intelligence. Um, they're calling her the baddest because they're setting up a feud with Shayna, who now considers herself the baddest woman on the planet because she beat Rhonda. There's your oh. promo right there. It's gonna happen. Um, I went straight yeah. over my head. Uh, add to it, the it, fact, that, add the fact that Ronda is still is still signed to the company as well. They may well have her down the line. Maybe at Mania, baddest versus baddest. I would rather not watch that match at WrestleMania. To be honest, um, but that's the, I thought you said you were flying over to Philadelphia. I can't afford it, Graham. Wow, it's a lot of money. I'd love it to. Is money. I would love to, but I I really can't afford to. Especially <laughs> not for two nights. Uh, second, uh, you say there's no one that fits that role in the women's division. Uh, her name is Piper Niven, and she absolutely does. But that, but they're not booking her like that. Because she got she might, hurt. Could she fill that role? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are they using her like that right now? No. That's why I'm saying they they were literally booking her that way until she 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 re quote unquote debuted. She walked up to Chelsea Green and said, Fuck you. I'm your your partner." partner. And then she got hurt, unfortunately. Um, you know, I'm glad she's back. Um, I think Chelsea might be hurt right now because it looks like they gave her the week off. Yeah, um, always hurt. Yeah, yeah. really, yeah. she's really injury prone. Unfortunately, Graham, if I was to use a um, if I was, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of um, uh, the phrase would be a glass cannon, Piper Niven, like Glass Joe and Punch Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Packs a hell of a punch, but my God, does she shatter easily at the moment? Unfortunately, that's not good. She's so, so good, so talented. I just wish that she, um, just wish that she was in better condition in terms of not being injured. You know, some people get so unlucky with injuries throughout their career, and some people will go the whole career without getting a serious injury. Not, pipe, fingers crossed, Piper gets better. 
Any more shitting to do, or are we ready to move on to bad cop moments? No, I feel like I've called you an idiot enough. We've got bad cop shit on you, Graham. It's fine. <laughs> Still half a show we left yet. Good! Bad! Alright, bad cop moments. Ryan, what you got? What's your main bad cop moment of the week besides not watching wrestlers? Well, I hinted at this last week that I was going to give my unfiltered uncensored opinion on Eddie Kingston winning the Ring of Honor World Championship. Now, I know you're all going, wait, how is this a bad cop moment? It is a horrible cop moment. Yeah, stairs in by God. <laughs> I hated this. Now, I love Eddie Kingston. And I loved Ring of Honor. I'm sitting there watching Dynamite. Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli. This this should be like your A-plus material. Eddie gets the pin, and I felt nothing. Nothing at all. I felt zero yay. I felt zero nay. I felt nothing. And it goes back to what I'm saying. AEW, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say AEW, Tony Khan has booked Ring of Honor so poorly that I just don't care at all about Eddie Kingston winning the Ring of Honor World Championship because Ring of Honor is just this other set of championships on AEW television. That's all it is. It's, it's nothing more than that. And that's how they've booked it, where it's just like, oh, yeah, now we have more belts. And I think the thing that really kind of got me, and this I didn't figure this out right away, but it was two AEW main roster wrestlers competing for the Ring of Honor world title. Like, they're signed to AEW. They're not signed to Ring of Honor. Like, they're AEW wrestlers. And I just, like, it, it was the weirdest experience. I felt nothing for that championship win. And they're like, it's finally happened. Eddie Kingston's finally done it. The crowd is crying along with him. Huh? And I'm like, I feel nothing. I don't care at all. And it, it, it just comes down to what I've been saying. Make Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. Make AEW, AEW. Now, there can be some crossover here and there. Like, if you want to have, like, a Ring of Honor television championship match on Dynamite or even a Ring of Honor world title match on a pay-per-view, like, for AEW, that's fine. But what's the point of having Ring of Honor pay-per-views if you're just doing this shit on AEW pay-per-views? What the fuck's the point? It just, it makes no sense to me. And I know our friends over at, Ring of Honor, RRH Revelry are fucking rolling their eyes at me right now. And that's fine. I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't understand how such a legendary, there's that word again, Graham, legend, a legendary promotion like Ring of Honor can be brought down to essentially AEW Dark. Because that's what it feels like. It, it, it's AEW Dark 2.0. I, I, I hate it. I really don't like it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I wish I did, but I just don't. Like, they're giving me no reason to give them 10 bucks a month for Honor Club. 
And also, don't put your fucking show behind a paywall. What are you fucking stupid? Anyways, yeah, that's I. I, I really I, I hate related it. Ring of Honor moment. So I'll start with a bad cop moment first. Then, as you actually just kind of addressed it, um, I was kind of curious how much it was for Ring of Honor, and um, I went to their website, and I honestly couldn't find a price anywhere. I, I could, I was like, is it free then? Um, no, it, like, I could not find it. It was I can't uh, remember what the website was, but now the Honor Club has been a shit show since Ring of Honor owned it. And the best thing I thought AEW could do, Tony Khan could do, would be to make that website and streaming service better. And they mm-hmm. did not. They made it worse. I I, I did the same thing. I couldn't even fi- I couldn't find where to sign up. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. There was nothing. It was it was really strange. Um, well, it was something to sign up, but it didn't say how much it was to sign up. So I was like, why am I signing up if I don't know what the price is? It, it was very strange. Um, one thing I will say about their play though that's really good that i personally like is you can change the speed so i know matt joked at me last week you watch something at times one you can actually watch the ring of honor things at different speeds which for me is huge um if i have a if i have a short amount of time i can watch a lot more the reason i was looking it up this specific week was i actually wanted to sign up for it there was actually two matches that i saw that i was like oh i'd actually really like to watch that uh laney look versus uh layla hirsch was one of them and uh lady frost versus billy starks so i'm not sure when you were talking about the bad booking side whether you're talking about it as a whole or whether you're talking about just the men's side but from some of the matches i saw announced on the women's side it was for me it was like i want to see that now it might be because they're indie people initially and that's why i'm liking it and that might not be the mainstream audience Uh, i don't know but it was something i was interested in this week i have to admit yeah, it's it's overall for me. It's okay. just it's never it, it hasn't felt like Ring of Honor since TK took it over. Point it's of, felt like dark. I've looked at just I've literally just taken the go just looked at it. Gone to Ring of Honor website for Honor Club. Uh, click the sign up button, which is in the menu, and before it let you sign up, you have to input all your information first before you even tell you the price. That that's why I didn't do it. So I, did so, input my, I did I, so I input my um I I have um because I use a a certain fruit based um um electronic device um I am able to hide with with um with hidden relay my actual email address so <laughs> I am um, well, the BlackBerry had died years ago I know he, I know he's, it was he's using Apple the the pair the pair device from GTA. Oh, no, 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 the pair, I think you'll find, good sir, it's actually from, it's actually from, um, iCarly, iCarly, um, but, um, anyway, Honor Club is nine ninety nine a month. Are you talking pounds in the UK? Why don't you just tell me, because I can't... $9.99. Thank you, thank you. Well, I wasn't sure if you were entering it from an American perspective or a British perspective. That's why I was trying to find out. So watch, it's right. Watch, watch ROH.com, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. This, is, this is more backwards than anything else. And best bearing in mind, they, that's apparently they've just announced, as Ryan predicted, um, rightly predicted as well, AEW going on to Max. With their um, have suit. they actually made the announcement? I th- I, th- I think so. I'm not sure. No, Tony Khan said something during the media scrum the other day that they were in negotiations. Um, but from what I understand, Warner Brothers wants it a because they want to drive AEW fans to sign up for Max, 
and B, because they are going to be doing a big push on live sporting events. They're rebuilding the Max backend to be able to uh, support live streaming. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, luckily, and, and this is definitely good cop, you know, Warner Brothers considers professional wrestling to be uh, something that would be of, of merit to their live streaming service. And that is a huge upgrade from uh, uh, AOL Time Warner yeah. uh, I've looked, 25 years ago. Yeah. I've looked into it very, very briefly. And Tony Khan has is quoted as saying he's no interest in doing a tryout sort of streaming thing for six months, whatever sort of thing, because we've been going a long time now. Bitch, you've been going less than 40 months. Okay. That is enough. That is no time at all in business terms. But in a in a partnership Sorry, been from going day one. Months? When did they start? Who's been going 40 months? Which company? W. Okay. All of 2020, all of 2021, all of 2022. That's 36 months for starters. We're in the months. ninth month of this year. There's 45. Oh and I saw them in September before COVID. So don't start. Your maskers are appalling. I I rounded down. I'm sorry. It's British math. It's fine. No, see, I use maths. That's the problem with you. I remember she used more math. Oh no, maths. I'm not sure. Good job. I'm no, it, it's 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 the smartest thing that they could do right now because yeah, especially even the the diehard AEW fans were pissed off with the all out all in fiasco where we're talking $50 on one Sunday and then seven days later another $50 it's $100 within seven days to watch their programming now like you know there's people who are financially secure you know I count my blessings that I'm one of them I can afford that and I still didn't do it I went to my buddy's house for one of them and you know gave him like 20 bucks and then I bought the other one on my own and had a, a you know a friend come over to watch it he uh, gave or no I didn't I, I watched I, I watched that I watched that so anyways but you know it, it's you can say what you will about the WWE network you can say what you will and does Peacock. the fact that for ten dollars a month, I get NXT pay-per-views, I get WWE pay-per-views, plus I get a historical library of classic WWF, WCW, ECW, and even some great classic territorial stuff like WCCW and AWA for 10 bucks a month. And even stuff like MOW, and I think there's even MCW and things like that on there. Yeah, there, there's oh. some progress stuff on there. There's, you know, there's a bunch of cool shit on there. And you know, I in America, Graham. Yes, that that's that's an absolutely fantastic value for a professional wrestling fan. Yeah. Now, let's say the bucks to that. Let's say that AEW is going forward with twelve pay per views a month plus, or twelve pay per views a, -per -views a, year. a month. Shut Bloody the fuck hell. up! Shut the fuck up, Graham. I will fight you. He said I will twelve. Fight you. I did say it wrong, it's Matt, but that doesn't give him a to right. Pair of you. Do you guys know? Should we go over the like? It Shut up, Graham. Days, then weeks. Then Graham. If if we're doing twelve pay per views a year at fifty dollars a pop, buy me a drink. We're right back to where we started 
20 years ago. Actually, it was worse 20 years ago because we had 12 WCW, 12 WWF, and then six or seven ECW. And for someone who loved wrestling, my parents were not happy with the cable bill. <laughs> could, you ma- <laughs> could you imagine, Graham, um, Jackson um, coming to you saying, Dad, would you would you let me watch, watch all of these things and here's how much it all costs? What would you have said? <laughs> I think you know my answer. To that. Exactly. Now, but now, watch WTV with me instead. But ninety nine cents a month, like you've been saying for the first year, Graham. Mm-hmm. Now, now, well, I just now, keep changing email. I just gave him another email. Now, <laughs> let's just let's just now say you pretty much want to watch the majority of professional wrestling that is available to you. Ten bucks for Peacock. Ten bucks for Max. I mean, I think Max is like twelve bucks or whatever. But we're just gonna, you know. We'll round it. So, yeah, we'll say ten bucks for Max, ten bucks for Peacock, ten bucks for IWTV, ten bucks for New Japan World, ten bucks for Honor Club. We're talking fifty bucks a month, as opposed to six hundred dollars a year just for AEW pay per views, plus Ring of Honor pay per views. There's another thirty, forty bucks, you know, per yeah. per show. Yeah. You know, plus impact pay-per-views for anywhere between 15 and 30 or 40 dollars. You know, it's becoming a lot. If I can just buy because I already have, I mean, for me, it's like I already have Max. If all of a sudden AEW is included with that, and I can go back and watch older shows, and I it's can watch Ring of older Honor, Dynamites. Ring of Honor like, actually gives them a net a library to actually have there as part of the package. Yep. That amount of Ring of Honor stuff. Plus, it means Ring of Honor Reverie, shout out to you boys, they can actually watch it and watch the more recent stuff and critique it so we don't have to. I don't remember what the question was. Oh, it was Honor Club. That's what yeah. Graham was talking Wait about. Waste of money, waste of time. How was your day, I think, was the question. It oh, is, sorry, it is, it is current form, Ring of Honor um, does not speak value for Honor Club. No. If a product was better, they could argue it, but a product right now does not represent value. It's a toy right now, so it can put people who aren't wrestling on the four shows they have fucking got. Question. Do they do any offers? Like, IWTV is $10 a month, but if you sign up for the whole year, it's 100 Didn't seem um, There's like quite that. a few people that do that. Did you do Ring of Honor do anything similar? Didn't seem like it, no. Okay. Well, and... I guess they might just be getting people just joining for a month at a time and then going, nope, I'll wait till I need it next and then re-signing up. Anyone the, the only... Sorry. No, go ahead, Matt. No, anyone anyone who's listening to us, and there's, there are at least six people listening to our show, um, do get in touch on FanCop next week. Seven, yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry Hashtag sorry. the seven, come on. Please. I apologise, I apologise. Anyone who, any of you are listening, let us know on FanCop next week, okay? Let us know... Um, if Honor Club was better before um, Khan took over, or if it's got worse. Spoiler alert, it was pretty much the same. It was just as poor. <laughs> um, it was so it was super hard to sign up for. Uh, it didn't tell you 
anything and you couldn't even like view the library ahead of time to see if there was even <sighs> things you wanted to see um because i think honor club could have great value just for the, really the classic library of ring of honor alone you know you can go back and you can watch kevin steen el generico samoa joe cm punk uh brian danielson you know claudio castagnoli you can go back and watch Adam Cole, classic baby. matches that they had but it's just you know if honor club included uh ring of honor pay-per-views as well um it might be worth it right now but the fact that i gotta pay 10 bucks a month to watch I a open at graham uh 10 bucks a month to watch a weekly television just not not interested um i, I don't know it, it, and, and like like graham to your point it was it's very messy to deal with it's the same reason i don't subscribe to new japan world year round um it's a messy application that they are rebuilding uh they're launching a brand new app uh this winter ahead of wrestle kingdom um so i'm excited to see how that looks um because again you know they have such a classic library and all their shit streams live you know and that's that's great you know i just wish uh i don't know i don't know what i wish anymore what's the shades for i find it cool what's your bad cop moment it's tied to it ironically now, Graham, when when we were growing up as kids, okay, and maybe even more so when you different were, generations almost, but yeah, okay, I, yeah, but even more when you were a kid, um, what was the um, preconception about smoking? Oh God! Well, I came what from a family that had the cool thing to do. It makes you a man. I don't think it was considered a cool thing to do. I'd had people in the family who were heavy smokers who'd kind of quit at that time. So you're probably asking the wrong person because it was like, oh no, it like ruined my life. Like, no, I don't know what I was thinking. It was a waste. So you're probably asking the wrong person, possibly. I'll ask a, I'll ask you for a very good reason. It's interesting related. Don't worry. Okay. Um, reason why because when, because when my mum, you know, she said that she she had she was peer pushed into it because she, it was the cool thing to do. She regrets it heavily. She wished she'd never started. Mm, yeah. talking, talking 40 years later, she still smokes. She doesn't like it. She wishes she could quit, but she can't. So, mm. um, she did for 10 months. Then my sister got married and the stress put her back on the smokes again. She quit for 10 months. Um, the reason I asked Graham is because vaping is effectively the new smoking. Um, it's arguably as bad, um, depending on your point of view. Um, I'm not sure what your opinion on, on vaping is, Ryan. It's cheaper. <laughs> Literally, it. The it's a big it. problem in uh, schools. I can say that the um, the local newspaper is mainly online. I think now. I don't think they have a physical newspaper. Uh, but mentioned the the figures for the county that I'm at. The the vaping figures have gone up massively. So um, not, uh, not just this county though. Adjacent counties, it said the same thing, and it was yeah. even talking about Maryland who'd released mm -hmm. their figures. The numbers have just um, uh, yeah, absolutely skyrocketed. So a real quick story. Uh, my high school was a, a big circle and the center was a little courtyard um and it was only uh open for i believe it was only open for seniors like you weren't allowed to hang out there unless you were a senior um and the principal's window uh went out to the courtyard that's where his office was 
Um, and that's also where we would smoke cigarettes. <laughs> um, we're not supposed, so, uh, we had tables that had little holes in them, like, you know, like, uh, picnic tables, but they were metal and they had all the holes in them. Um, and we would put the cigarettes up through the holes and then, so we could hide them under the table. And I had a teacher catch us whose exact words were, I like you guys, and I'm going to pretend like I didn't see this, but don't let me see it again. And she left. Um, and one time we were smoking marijuana cigarettes out there uh, in the middle of school. And the principal opened his window and said, hey, kids, how are we doing today? And we said, great. He goes, studying hard. We said, yep. And he said, all right, have a great day uh, while we were getting high in the courtyard. So I was about to say, that would have been a great response. How are you guys doing out there? Hi, principal. Hi, principal. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gormley was a good guy, though. I liked him. Shout out Mr. Gormley. Absolutely. Shout out Mr. Gormley. I'm wondering if he's still alive. He's our guest on episode 250, right? Shit! You got Mr. Gormley? Yeah. Fuck. I'm so uh, excited. I shouldn't, spoiled it. I shouldn't have spoiled it. I'm sorry. Got one T. That's enough for anybody, I think. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, the reason I asked, Graham, is because um, this week, a Hall of Famer has started endorsing his own vaping range. Have you seen this or not, Graham? I think I did. I can't. I, I seem to remember. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on. Are you Johnny Carson? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> it's the yellow and red and the black and white. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. I am fully, fully, fully aware that he's trying to make a quick buck here. Okay. Now, normally I'd have no problem with someone endorsing something if they are, you know, if literally they are if they're getting short of cash, let's face it, Hulk Hogan owes a lot in matrimonial and probably lawsuits. Um, but there is something that's been sticking in my craw about this in particular. And that's, and I get that he was probably made to do it when he was in WWF back in the day. It's the PSA he gives about anti-smoking. And I'm just thinking... Just one more show to put on the shit mountain that is Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, you pee the shit. I'm done. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I've kind of you, you know things. I'm totally gonna buy one of these though. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's six flavors. You actually just googled it. Yeah, I want the NWO looking one. I will actually, I will actually say that is good branding, but that's not the point I wanted to make. I'm gonna have to go down to Connecticut because uh, flavored vapes are illegal in Massachusetts. Oh, they um, are. Yeah, know. no. So Massachusetts that wouldn't go well in Clacton. We've got we've got 15 vape shops. So no, we we have vape shops, um, but they're not allowed. So Massachusetts uh, went on a uh, campaign. Um, where flavored tobacco is illegal and not just like, and I, I mean, I get it, you know, when you've got bubblegum flavored vapes and you know, cherry flavored cigarettes and stuff like, obviously you're marketing towards younger people. Like that's fine. Um, but they went as far as you can't buy menthol cigarettes in the state of Massachusetts because mint is considered flavor. Um, but you know what? We you can you can still buy Mike's Hard Lemonade and Smirnoff Ice and all those fruity flavored alcohol beverages because you know alcohol. Well, that that's okay for children, but not tobacco. No, 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 no. 
it's way easier to get booze as a kid than it is to get fucking cigarettes. Let's just be honest. Um, and I think it's a huge now I'm standing on my soapbox. Why is tobacco why are tobacco users punished, but alcohol abusers aren't? Um, just throwing oh. that out there. Oh, I, I I might have an answer for this question. Oh, is it because of uh, bullshit government crap? <laughs> so you talked about George Carlin being your favorite comedian, and I said I, I, I don't know if I told you explicitly this. Um, George Carlin and Bill Hicks, I I can't really separate them. They're they're like they're just they kind of cut from the same cloth. They're kind of similar there. Um, Bill Hicks said exactly what the reason was, and it's all to do with um the financial side from it. It's the tax coming from this. So while you're watching your football at the weekend, you're going to see your commercials for Bud Light, all that stuff. You're going to see your beers and you're getting all your money from that. While you're watching that, you are not going to see any commercials at all for smoking and cigarettes. So that's a smaller industry now because it's because of that less advertising there. So you're making your money from the government decides, hey, what are we going to do? Which drugs are okay? Which drugs are not okay? It's the same the reason that we still... drugs are the ones that they're liking right now. So that's why one of the reasons why. It's the same reason why we don't have a, you know, federal legalization of marijuana. Because mm-hmm. some lumber industry lobbyists didn't like the idea that hemp was a cheap alternative back in the fucking... 20s or 30s or whatever and they said nope we don't want hemp so you know what the get rid of the whole thing because marijuana was legal before that nobody gave a shit guess where we are it's stupid it's never mind i can't i can't get into this right now anyways continue gentlemen what are you doing with your phone oh he's muted himself sorry i had it from work. Oh, you were. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to get some facts or something, and then I no. couldn't see what you were doing. Okay, no. I, I didn't realize you'd muted yourself at the time. I'm sorry. Um, and and remember, and and to to end that conversation, let's let's just end it with a quote from George Carlin. Think about the children. What about the children? You know what I say? Fuck the children. Oh, and I think I mentioned to you, um, I I was trying to get in, but you guys would not shut up last week with the comments about things you can say and things you can't say, because it stemmed from the a-hole asshole thing. Uh, but the Carlin quote is, you can say on TV that you can uh, you can prick your finger, but you can't say you can finger your prick. You, you also can. can't you also can't say shit, can, fuck, no. cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, hurt, or twat. Oh, I'm... The extended version. Major props for you right there. He has no idea that's a major uh, comedy segment right there, I'm guessing, but I'm like... It used to just be shit, piss, fuck, cock... Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Like, that used to be what you can't say. I miss... Shouldn't even be on that list. You know, I'm I'm so, so glad the writer's strike is over because I've missed my late night shows. Oh, speaking of which, I'm shocked that um, Ryan's good cop moment didn't feature the fact that um, Heels had been cancelled. No, because a lot of actors, writers, producers, grips, uh, talented people are going to lose their jobs because of that. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, My bad cop moment was going to be you being a dick and not watching wrestlers and then talking about it anyway. But anyway, I'm going to leave that aside. Um, Something bothered me watching Raw. And it's bothered me so much, I've actually said this one word in the show already, and as soon as I say it, I was like, damn it, that's exactly the point I want to make in Bad Cop Moment, because it's not, but I actually said it. Now, having said I really enjoyed the Dragon Lee uh, Dominic Mysterio match, I think it's inaccurate to describe that as a classic match. The commentary team said that, I was like, it was a good match, 
Might even if you want to say great match, sure. Was it a classic match? No, no one's probably going to be talking about that match in a month, six months down the line. End of the year when we're talking about our matches of the year. I don't think anyone's pulling up Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio. And then later on in the show, even within another hour, we had that same comment. After the match had finished, they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is a classic match. Um, you mentioned last week your bad cop moment was talking about the words that people used uh, with The Rock returning. Perhaps that was two weeks ago. Um, I have a big problem with using the word classic in inappropriate moments when it's just clearly not in a, when it's not a classic match. Um, I understand they've got to build it up. I think they can choose better words. And I think it devalues truly classic matches when they describe. I, I enjoyed Raw. Don't get me wrong. I thought Raw was a perfectly good show. I had a fun three hours watching it over two days. But was there matches in there that were classics? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Pretty sure. It was really my speed check, but I kind of got bumped. I'm going to be a dick right now. <laughs> So you're saying... And he's got a big smile on his face while he's doing it. So Man, you... he did mention I might get shit on again in the second I'm second. quoting you here. You just, you've just said... Oh, have I dug my own grave? Anyone who... Uh, people abuse the word classic, yeah? Yeah. Okay. By the same token then, and I fully agree with this, but Christian Cage, the instant classic that he calls himself, overrated, overhyped, useless. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're every, agreeing with every me. Match oh, I thought you were going to make. I thought you were mocking me to begin. No, with I'm that. saying, I'm, I'm saying, I'm using that as the example. And now I'm waiting for Ryan to piss all over what I've just said about Christian. Ah, well, I definitely don't agree. I think that Christian deserved the run uh, in perpetuity with Edge uh, at the top of the card. Um, I was really always shocked that Edge got pushed to the moon and Christian didn't. Uh, I think it's a travesty. Oh, I, I really I agree. do. I do agree about I that. I love I'm that Christian. T I'm saying that TNA, Impact, um, Dixie Carter, Limited, whatever you want to call them, they picked the wrong nickname for him. And then he's got to live with that. Nickname. Oh, I, no, I, I, can, I can agree with that. Um, and Graham, to, to play off of what you were saying as well, uh, overusing the word classic, same thing with Dream Match. I'm so sick and fucking tired of the phrase dream match because it's starting to lose meaning. Mm -hmm. And I like, okay, this Sunday tonight, if you're listening to it uh, on launch day, Hi, uh, Sunday. is Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. That is potentially a dream match. Those are two of the best technical wrestlers on the planet right now. It just is. But they use the term dream match so often that I just don't fucking care anymore. You know, when, you know, and, and WWE, WWE doesn't use that phrase often, um, but they do use it. And oddly enough, they're the only ones to use it properly recently when we had EO and Asuka. Yes. That's a legitimate dream match that a lot of people have been waiting for a long, long time to see. Let me put it this way. Uh, with that exact same thing, I'm going to say, when you look at the entire roster of WWE, the entire WWE roster, I'm going to extend this to Graham as well as you, Ryan, don't worry. In fact, I'll let Graham answer first as well, because it's only fair. Um, anyone on that roster you think, pairing up against Jade Cargill, you think dream match? Hell no. 
But I've just realized something that's um, a fun game to play going forwards. Um, whenever you're watching a commentary of uh, CXW, if uh, Matt Willis says either classic or dream match, uh, we got to keep we got to we got to keep a tally. Uh, well, if he says happen. it, he's going to trip up on those words because he knows we're going to call him out for it going forward. This oh. was unintentional. This was totally unintentional. Uh, but if you mention that on any commentary going forwards, I'm going to be listening super carefully. For well, Ryan, so... Ryan, did Ryan probably notice the same thing I just did there as well? It's and never you gonna probably happen. will because it won't happen people. because Matt Willis doesn't work for. CXW. <laughs> so you gotta find some old you're gonna have to get that thesaurus decorum, out decorum Matt to answer your question there are no dream matches because Jade has not established herself in the business yet to have a dream match there are a lot of dream matches within WWE Mm-hmm. Jade Cargill is not one of them with anyone at this point just because she has not cemented her legacy yet. Now, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, you know, Jade Cargill has a fucking hell of a run in WWE and I'm talking like Hall of Fame worthy run and it's 10 years from now and she is one of the veterans of the company. And then on the flip side, you've got, you know, someone she never faced in AEW who has a hell of a run in AEW and is the top of the women's division there, Hall of Fame worthy career. Then they end up in the same company together. That's when you can start talking about dream matches. Jade Cargill is five, six years into her career. You can't have a dream match five or six years into your career because you haven't done anything yet. You've done a lot, but you have not cemented a legacy. You make a very valid point, and I would actually reinforce that by saying one of the best of all time when they debuted uh, was was basically a swimsuit model. She was... Basically, basically look like a porn star, like a better term. Had her tits spilling out. At every You're getting point. me excited. What's I'm up? Aware. I'm aware. Simmer, simmer, buddy, simmer. Exactly. Um, botched like crazy in every one of her matches. Never managed to hit her finisher correctly. Always looked shoddy. Looked dangerous at times. Who am I talking about, Graham? I assume you're talking about Trish Stratus. Arguably the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Big butt. We, I would have said you were talking about Sable. She was fucking awful. That too. But she had tits, which is why she sold loads of Playboys, obviously. Trish never No did ass, play. though. Trish never did Playboy, ironically. But when you look at her when she debuted, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Wouldn't have been surprised that nowadays if she'd been fired after five, after five weeks. Very much... Very much the... I'm trying to think of the right wording here. Red hair. Becky Lynch? Nope. Bad wrestler. Eva Marie. Thank you. Very much the Eva Marie of her day. (laughs) Bad wrestler? Hold on a second. I know this one. (laughs) Red hair. Bad wrestler. Way too quickly there. (laughs) And Bishop, it's never going to happen. All right? (laughs) It's never going to happen. Um... Eva Marie, um, with his, Trish Stratus was the her of that generation for sure, but they stuck with it and they evolved her slowly. Fit Finley, 
trained her properly alongside Lita and Ivory and got her to, and Jacqueline, and got her to a level where she is now. But it took years. Jade Cargill could be a star one day, absolutely. But she apparently lost... How old is Jade, just out of interest? Uh, I'd say mid-20s, probably. Oh, okay. She's only lost two matches in her entire AEW career. I also both of them wanna... were to um were to obviously our beloved um Chris Statlander, right? Chris Statlander, yes, 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 yes. I, I also want to point out something something that you said that you know you talking Lita and you know Ivory and all them uh being trained by Fit Finley, someone who's always been a champion of the women's division, because even the current top of the women's division, Charlotte, Mercedes uh becky bailey they were all also trained by fit finley he stuck with he was so good at building female stars and you don't usually think of wrestlers from his generation as being champions of women's pro wrestling because it was very much a boys sport at that time and to have someone you know again i guess you know now we're overusing this word a legend like fit finley being that champion for That's women's wrestling for him for being that champion of women's wrestling in the wwe i think that you know it sounds really weird to say but you know everyone's like i'm the reason there's a women's revolution i'm the reason there's a women's revolution fit finley is the reason there's a women's revolution from a corporate standpoint um, and I don't think, honestly, I don't think that Fit Finley gets the recognition he deserves in general for being, because a lot of people who got into wrestling during like the Attitude Era, their memories of Fit Finley are him running around with Hornswoggle. Mm. And as good as it was, because honestly, he worked with it, he made it work. Fit Finley is a goddamn legend in professional wrestling. Right. Here, here. Speed check time. Ryan. Oh, Matt, you go first. I got to oh. think for a second. Or Graham. I don't care who goes first. Uh, I just got to think for a why second. Why don't I just go? Because oh. I don't really. Okay, I'll go, go, but okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I am angry about Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Not least, That's it. <laughs> not, least, not least because I was wrong about Chad Gable not winning it on September 11th. I thought it was perfectly set up for it, but it didn't happen. Now, some has been bad beard rocks up out of NXT, and now he wants to take a new Goldie for his champion. Excuse the fuck me? You put some goddamn respect on that when you say talk about Tommaso Ciampa. I'm you put sad. some fucking goddamn respect on me. no 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 this i will not let you live down forever i will make your life miserable and you don't already i will make your life more miserable i'd like to point out that much like graham in, pre- in previous ep- ep- of the 249 episodes i had to find someone to put this in because i because it's not been a bad week really <laughs> It's not been a bad week, wrestling wise, really. As proven by the fan cop moments we've got coming up later on. It's not been it's been very slim picking on the bad cops. I think things have been relatively good. 
that's why I was talking about vapes as my main backup moment this week. Um, so I'm trying to sh- shoehorn in here because I'd love to see Trump. I would love to see Trump beat Gunter. I'd love it. But I would also love seeing Chad Gable beat Gunter. I'd like to see Chad Gable versus Tommaso Ciampa over the championship, to be fair, as well. And then and then Gunter can go after Gunter versus Shinsuke. Yes, please. That'd be great rivalry going into the Survivor Series. Love that. Yeah, I've got nothing bad to talk about. That's the main bad cop moment for B-Tick for me. I'd pass over to someone else. Um, well, it's a good job that you did actually take it up because um, this is, I think this is the first. I've kind of got close to doing this before, but I've never actually done it. I have zero notes this week at all. I knew I had a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, as we finished the show, I literally had, um, I think I wrote down a few words. That was it. I wrote down a few words just to make sure I didn't forget anything. But I moved up wrestlers to, because it was kind of came up at the appropriate time. So yeah, no, I didn't actually have anything else that I really wanted to cover at all. The only bad cop moment is, again, I'm going to have to leave you guys high and dry with the uh, fan cop moments. Um, my wife is at a, a function tonight, so I have definitely got to go and pick up Jackson. So you guys are going to have to close out the show. So I guess... Yeah, might be a good cop moment for you guys, but bad cop that I'm not. I can't. I have to keep leaving early. But hey, it's the way that it goes, unfortunately. Ryan. So the bad cop moment that I'm going to use for my speed check is that Graham will have to leave early and will not get as much time as he'd probably like to. I don't know. Cause me grief. Because I watched every single episode of Wrestlers and just purposely didn't bring it up just to piss him off. You ass. <laughs> I've been one, yeah, I was so I was like, you recommended it to us. You watched it to begin with. It was like, you guys gotta watch this. And last weekend I did. And um yeah, I, oh, I finished yeah. less than I finished it, hours. I finished it last weekend. I just purposely oh, have been waiting all week to not tell you about that. <laughs> um so bad cop speed check, the fact that it was only seven episodes. Like oh, man, yeah, I wanted more, more of that. Yep. Um uh bad cop uh hollywood Haley j needs to get her shit together uh stop dating someone that's like 15 years older than you who clearly has a fucking cocaine addiction um like jesus christ um no but i'm, I'm still um uh, i don't even remember if i brought it up last week um i'm still very fucking annoyed at the ineptitude of aew's officiating um the fact that John Moxley was knocked out essentially twice in one match and they never stopped the match. In fact, after he was fully knocked out, they uh, redid the finish again, which could have caused more damage uh, instead of just ending the match and awarding the championship or whatever they had to do to, to Ray Phoenix. Um, really, especially after, you know, their debut, I mean, four years ago, Matt Hardy's head bouncing off the concrete and them continuing the match. Not a good look, not a good look. Protect your fucking wrestlers. You absolute bellends. It's, it's horrible. Um, and this is, this is a bad cop, but it's also kind of a funny cop. Um, Adam Cole jumping off of the ramp very basic just jump off the ramp and then breaking his ankle in three places um it's bad because now we're not gonna have adam cole for another six months um 
but it's kind of funny that it wasn't a pile driver. It wasn't a, it was him doing a run out and he shatters his ankle. What, what, what luck? Like, that's up there with um, a footballer in the UK um, called Dave Besant, former goalkeeper. He had been, he had been um, completely fine all season long, uh, no injuries, nothing like that. Literally, one day, dropped a bottle of salad cream on his foot and severs half the tendons in his foot. Yeah, it's just just a yeah. freak accident. It's a now. This is obviously a very terrible, horrible, bad cop moment, but. You know, it's just like Chris Candido. Drugs, alcohol, major injuries. He was killing himself and then he gets clean and he turns his life around and then breaks his leg and dies from a blood clot. Happens. <laughs> like freak freak accident. Just it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I wish the best for for Mr. Adam Cole, uh, big Adam Cole baby fan. Um, and also my, my, my last bad cop for speed check is, uh, I'm really love, uh, MJF and I love Adam Cole. This, why is your world champion in a comedy storyline though? Doesn't sit right with me. Uh, the stuff with Roddy, uh, Roger Strong just isn't hitting. It's just not landing for me. And I don't understand why you're making your world champion to be the little boy who can't make friends. It's just kind of weird to me. Um, kind of hoping they move on from it soon. But an idea. Now, I got one point on that, and I'm probably getting my characters mixed up a little bit here, and it probably didn't happen at exactly the same time. But wasn't there aspects of Foley's career where he was kind of comedic as well? Yeah, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but Foley was a mid carter who skirted the main event, and the character of mankind, and I mean in general, I'd say the character of Mick Foley having multiple personalities and stuff was always always would lend itself to comedy angles. And yeah. Mick Foley has pretty much been very clear that the reason he pushed for that was because his body just couldn't fucking do it anymore. Yeah. You know, he needed something. I, I on Foley's pod he brought up one time that he said he loved doing false count anywhere and you know these extreme matches because they were way easier on his body because he didn't have to necessarily bump he just had to do weird stuff with you know bedpans and you know brooms and stuff as opposed to his normal matches where he's taking you know nesty plunges onto concrete <laughs> You know, he. I thought that was really fascinating because you would think, oh, hardcore matches are way more brutal on your body. Nope. Thumbtacks and barbed wire leave little tiny cuts on you. They don't break your back. Mm -hmm. Also, add to the fact that that was that's always been Foley's character, more or less. Yes. Yeah. Well, MJF, serious person, serious person. Ha! Serious person. Yeah. It's it's. It, I just think okay. it's time. I'm not saying MJF should drop the title. I'm not saying he should go heel again. I think this face run for him has been fantastic. Give him. He's a tweener. He's he's Austin in '98. He's he's a tweener. He's over with the crowd, but his character is definitely an antihero, and I, I I love that for him, and I think it works really well for him. The kangaroo kick shit, like it was funny when they were you know wrestling Australian people. 
kangaroo get it australian ha 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 when he's doing it against not australian people it's not as it's not cute anymore it's i don't understand why they're trying to push him in a comedy direction if they want to do comedy do comedy use your world champion just figure it out yeah i mean i reckon he'll lose to the righteous oh bye graham Graham had to go because uh, he has children. Yes, children. Yeah, I don't know what the what the plan's going to be with, um, you know, because now it's a handicap match because Adam Cole is uh, officially on the injured list. Well, then it makes sense to drop the championships. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. So, uh, but Matt, are the righteous ready for it? For, well, maybe I'll take Absolutely. Adam Cole, if you're fair, but. And absolutely, I mean, between Vincent and Dutch, those guys are veterans. They've both been around the block more than once. Um, both both local guys, for the most part, uh, saw them a lot up here in New England um, for promotions like Beyond and, you know, promotions yeah. like Chaotic Wrestling um, and XWA and stuff like, you know, th- these guys are mainstays of the the Northeast Territory, as it were. Um See, now Graham's gone because you talked about actual wrestling, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but, and Matt, I'm just going to make the assumption that you did not watch Dynamite because I know you're not much of an AEW guy. I'm not a biggest fan, um, no, to be honest, no. So, uh, middle of Dynamite um, was a promo between uh, the biggest bag of dicks on the planet, uh, Jay White and MJF. So, they're building towards MJF versus Jay White. Um, and then, uh, they, uh, so, so, uh, another, another, another wrestler has jumped ship, uh, from WWE to AEW, the, uh, false, uh, copyright and trademark information that lets you know the show's going off the air, but then something happens after that. Uh, they put up the, uh, I mean, WWE used to do that back in the day too. Anyways. Um, so, uh, thank you for watching dynamite. Thing pops up and then all of a sudden it cuts to backstage where uh men in black full black are beating up jay white and then someone wearing mjf's devil mask uh is back there and he grabs the camera as they go off the air um so now the question is like who who who's that who's you know who, uh, definitely not keithley um there was no one there who even came close to Paul white uh, uh mark no, henry uh, he, Paul White did have a segment on Dynamite, but he was not Paul White. He was not the Big Show. He was Captain Insano, and that's always a pl- always a pleasure, always a treat. How the hell have they got the rights to Captain Insano? I'm sure that's WWE property. No, Captain Insano, definitely not. Considering that was a movie. Yeah, but I thought um, they, I thought they invested into it and never let. Uh, I'm I'm actually just curious. Um, I real that. quick. Uh, bu- 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 yes, I know we are uh, very entertaining right now. Um, I got to admit, I'm quite intrigued. Looking at Wrestle Dream, bro. Looking, I mean, interested to see how Orange Cassidy and Hook when when they become the number contenders. You know, um, I mean, Orange. Cassidy, so I, I mean, it'll probably be Hookhausen. Well, it's Orange Cassidy and and Hook. It's a team that's been listed, uh, which works for me. Orange Cassidy, love Orange Cassidy, and Hook is well. How the hell did that come out of Taz's um, 
um, DNA because my well, so 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 Matt, I'm going to explain something. So when a child is created, there's a man and woman, yes. a sperm and an egg, yes. and they typically get genetics from both. I'm aware, but half of that is Taz. I'm thinking how. It's yeah, but Taz, Taz, Taz was a big boy, but Taz was built like a tree trunk. Yes. Now he's old. <laughs> yeah, but um, but Hook so, is like five times the size of Taz, and his muscles are. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry. I need to sit down for this So, anyways, I think that's uh that's that's it for uh for bad cops. I was just looking up the uh, the Water Boy because I wanted to see it was released by Touchstone, so technically it's a Disney property. Um, <laughs> which makes it even more. Awkward. So I have no idea. I remember seeing something about um about them getting the rights to it. I just don't remember exactly how it worked. Um, maybe they probably let the co- you know they probably didn't copyright it, and then Paul White probably swooped in and grabbed it. Um, either way, a lot of Pauls in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Levesque, White, London, Heyman. Yeah. So, I think uh, I think it's time for some uh, some fan cop moments that I do not even have pulled up yet. Yes, then while you're doing that, we'll we'll, we'll put the music in the cup. Get it time for you, dude. Right then, Ryan. Seeing as you have it pulled up, why don't you go first with our um, with our fan cop moments from our wonderful fans out there in Radio Land? Well, I'm just going to start with this one because it holds a personal uh, place in my heart. Um, from our good friend Justin, Justin Time two one one on Twitter. Uh, best cop moment: uh, the MJF and Jay White promo battle on Dynamite. As I've been very clear, not a Jay White fan. Uh, however, I think it sets up what could potentially be a good wrestling match on AEW programming. Worst cop, honestly, nothing. And I can kind of agree. It was a pretty good week. The reason this holds such a place in my heart is because Graham uh, misspelled my name. I am now Nush Guy um, in his response um and everyone loves nush guy unlike the acclaimed who i honestly don't know anyone who loves the acclaimed no not even acclaimed love the acclaimed uh i'm gonna go to my um uh, co-host in the volley mr dan griffin um good cop moment bachelor wrestling this weekend seeing some of britain's best at planet wrestle and featured on this week's utt episode best cop moment leon slater defending the north title at impact's turning point as part of a uk tour Cool as fuck. Bad cop moment, not applicable. We're getting a lot of those. Mm, liking this. I know, right? Um, I think Becky Lynch said in uh, in her interview on on Insight, this is just a really good time for the business. And I think that was a veiled, it's a good time for the business. You know, obviously, she's not really allowed to be like, oh, I'm really liking AEW right now, but you know yeah. uh it, it's been it's been good it's um good right now i am going to uh you know talk to one of our millions and millions uh of our fans uh the people's champ 
Um, we all we all love some JCV in our life. What's going on, JCV? Well, JCV says a good cop moment is recording a PSP a BFR in one day. Uh, love talking wrestling, but that's a lot on my voice, even for me. I know the feeling. You talk about, um, I love this on my own voice. You, no, it's it's strain on your voice. Strain on your voice. Anyways, saying there, but okay. I think he's saying that he actually um. Just... No, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know the English well, language J- that J- well. JCB, you tell us next week in FanCop which one of us is right. Anyways, bad right. cop moment. Um, Adam Cole's injury feels like a shoot. If so, that poor bastard can't stay healthy. Um, I don't think it's a shoot. Uh, Brit. Uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Britt Baker D. MD uh, posted x-rays and everything and a picture of him in the hospital. So unfortunately, yeah. Well, at least he's got Adam Cole cannot option. catch a break lately uh, between his neck injury and obviously his mental health issues that he's been very open about um, due to his, his, his injuries. Um, you know, I wish the best. Luckily uh, he's got a good thing going with his, the Chugs channel over on Twitch playing games interacting with fans and he makes it a point to be like this is not to talk about wrestling this is to talk about games um which i totally understand sometimes you just you just want to separate things you just want to talk about things and i get that and uh i'm a big fan i might try to talk to someone like like someone over on twitch like someone called like niche at niche guy really good channel he's got going yeah on. it'd be it'd be great if he would actually fucking stream every now and then jesus well, well, christ that guy busy, sucks busy, um busy guy and if yeah well, out, go watch wobble as well yeah wobble pop tv twitch uh great guy um i will say that there is a little bit of a there there's some things in in the works um i just actually received a gift that is going to uh, definitely be a centerpiece of uh, of my streams. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about that soon. I'm hoping to get back to it uh, soon. And Matt, I do appreciate the little plug. You can follow me over at twitch.tv slash nishguy, where I will be back. This is just, uh, this has been a rough couple of months. We'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, um, I'm going to go to UTT Rob. Good cop moment hype that netflix wrestlers is getting yeah um very good apparently you said you're saying right um, oh the show was fantastic like it, 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 i'm sorry to interrupt but just like for anyone who's on the fence about it it's 50 percent like watching a wrestling documentary like a behind the scenes documentary on like the ins and outs of wrestling and how these matches are promoted and how they're created um and then you know a a company that's struggling financially and trying to get their 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 footing again and the trials and tribulations that come with it and then 50 percent like normal reality show drama like relationships and people fighting with each other and stuff like that but it does a really good job of balancing it and making it really entertaining um you know shout out uh because you know he's a fan shout out to al snow and all of the work he does with ovw um uh real want real quick funny story um watching wrestlers with my significant other and then watching 1999 uh wwf and she looks up at the tv and just goes wait 
he's the guy with the head. And I'm like, yep, that's him. That's Al Snow. I'm going to continue here with the WWF Cop, WTF Cop moment. Uh, rumors that Tony Khan is looking to buy New Japan. I mentioned this briefly earlier, didn't I, of course? Uh, the fact that he's even doing the round is mind-boggling to me. Uh, bad cop moment. Big E has been told to not wrestle again. I did mention this a few weeks ago. They said that to Edge and to Soraya. He's back. Monday. And even if they, even if this is true, uh, if Big E is being told to hang it up, um, we can all, I think, at least rest easy knowing that Big E has a place within that company. Um, and he will be kept around as a brand ambassador. And he does a lot of work with their charity organizations and stuff like that. I think that even if Big E can't step foot in the ring as a competitor anymore, I think that he has a long, fruitful, and financially profitable career within the company. Yes, I fully agree. And a Hall of Fame career as well already. He's, Absolutely. He's e- even Yeah, even if you just took what he what he did with the New Day, not even talking the single stuff, just his run with the New Day, he's going to have at least one ring on his finger uh, from, from Hall of Fame. And Biggie was a big part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so shall we do the next one? Yes. Um, <clears throat> um, we are going to, I'm going to kind of do two because uh, one of them's not really a, a good cop moment or a bad cop moment or whatever. Um, ROH Revelry. Yes. At ROH Revelry. Check them out. Great show. Um, Will and Tom, you know, wonderful, wonderful human beings. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, an addendum to last week's Graham was right moment uh, when MGB Graham was on ROH Revelry. He bemoaned having a 16-man tourney on television, and those words were very prophetic, not the best TV I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, it, it sucks when Graham is right about anything. I proved my um, fact of that comment got, got um, an amount of likes. And my reply to it saying, don't tell him that. He'll never hear the end of the crowing. I actually got more likes for that actual message. Yeah, it's mainly uh, it's mainly me. I did a good job. I've got all my burner accounts. Um, now, the other Ring of Honor revelry post is a thankful cop moment that this week, Will and Tom were joined by yet another legend, uh, Mr. Kevin Garofio. Apologies on that one, because I'm terrible with names in general. Uh, for an amazing episode of ROH Revelry, we fucking stoked for his fresh eyes and deep insight. Always a good time, especially when you're doing a podcast and you're stuck talking to the same two morons week in and week out. And they've got these funny accents and they keep talking about soccer. And it's oh my God. One of us talking about baseball. Yeah, it's it's great when you have someone new kind of come in. Um, what were we talking about, Matt? I'm sorry. Enough about the retired MGB wrestling podcast there, um, of course. Of <laughs> uh, we'll move on now with uh, with Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Uh, MDR good cop moment. My personal friend, the Apex athlete CJ Cole, had yet another match of the year candidate with Armando Alvarez at ICW Milwaukee this week. Keep an eye for both of these guys. Absolutely. I will. And last one from High Five Simon himself. 
Yeah, is that the is that the last one? Are we out of the other thread? Right. Yeah, that's a, this is a light week. Light week. Yep, high five um, Tom himself saying uh, life goal moments. Uh, for the first time in forty six years, I'll be attending a Brewers playoff game in the real life. Hopefully, they are still playing when I plug back into the Matrix. I gotta plug back into the Matrix. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Ryan. Do you have devil's advocates for me? I mean, I do, but since we don't have our uh, fantastic co-host, I'm going to save it for next week because it is not time-sensitive. Likewise, sir, for a change. You know what? Just for trade position, then, me and Ryan will will let you guys get back to your day. Um, Ryan, do you have any words of wisdom this week? Or... I don't have any words of wisdom because I dropped my Jay White as a bag of dicks while talking about Dynamite this week. Um, Again, we we, we get into that. (laughs) So my my words of wisdom uh, for this week are go watch wrestlers on Netflix. uh, Show Netflix that we want more of this style content and we definitely want a second season um because what al snow is doing down in ovw is good i do watch ovw on occasion Uh, it is included with your fight plus subscription for pay-per-views and the general weekly live now you heard me live television on thursday nights is included for free as far as i know on fight um so you can fight Fight Plus is like seven ninety nine US so a month. Cheaper than Ring of Honor Honor Club. It is, and not only do you get OVW. Apparently, I'm a Fight TV shill now. Uh, you get uh, GCW. You get MLW. I think is on there now too on Ooh. Fight Plus for their pay per views. Um, there's a lot of great professional wrestling available on the Fight Network. And also, if you're into MMA and boxing and shit, they got that stuff too. Um, that's a gr- that's a great value. Definitely a better value than Honor Club. And here's to hoping that AEW and maybe even Ring of Honor show up on Max soon. And... Uh, I look forward to seeing what the future holds. Apparently, uh, we are closing one chapter of All Elite Wrestling and starting a new one, uh, according to Mr. Tony Cocaine Khan. Uh, and that will be starting Sunday allegedly. night at Wrestle Dream, allegedly. So we'll see. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll be back next week then, guys, for episode 250. With a mystery guest. With, with a, maybe, maybe one or two. You never know. This one is going to be a non-wrestling special. Oh. I got to learn something. Okay, fine. Bye, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Do a boom for us. Boom. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.
3.0 slash